This daily grind, I need one wine. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. Every day of my life is such a grind. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. We're going to pick up where we left off in the last podcast with Acts chapter 18 and try to finish it today. Uh, I left you off with Paul being in Corinth and he's been going to the synagogue uh, trying to convince the Jews there and the Greek proselytes who have been converted to Judaism that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And so they just keep opposing him like it happens everywhere that he travels to. And they're insulting him. And so he gets frustrated. He shakes the dust off his feet. And he tells them, which is a reference from uh, Ezekiel 33, uh, the, the, the watchman uh, uh, chapter is what we call it. Uh, he, he says, your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. And from now on, I'm going to preach to the Gentiles. He said, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of preaching to you Jews who should know the scriptures, you should know what the prophets say, and you should be able to look at this man, Jesus, who we say is the Messiah because he is the Messiah and how he lines up with the scriptures, but you just continue to reject the message. You just don't get it. You just don't see it, and I don't, I don't understand why. And you're causing all this trouble in my life. You're you're traveling. I'm traveling from place to place, and you've got people. You've gathered up mobs, and you're chasing me from city to city. You're stoning me. You're beating me. You're had me put in prison he said i'm just sick and tired of dealing with you jews and from now on i'm shaking the dust off my feet because you've rejected the warning i've blown the trumpet from ezekiel 33 and you're not heeding the call and and so i'm going to the gentiles and i'm going to take this message to somebody who is hungry for the gospel and so uh he he uh does just exactly just that and, and he set up camp if you will in, in this dude's house, it's a Gentile who lives directly beside the synagogue. And he says, you know what? You can just, if you don't want to uh, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to continue to reject the message, watch what God does in the lives of the Gentiles. And sure enough, Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and his family become believers, as well as many others in Corinth were baptized in verse 8. And, and now something happens in verse 9 and 10. Uh, that's very interesting to me because Jesus himself is going to speak to Paul and it just, I don't know, it just seems to come out of nowhere because if I'm not mistaken, the last time that Jesus spoke to Paul was in Acts chapter 9 when he was on his his way to Damascus uh, to convert, uh, not to convert, but to kill or to put in prison Christians or people of the way there in Damascus and that's when he was knocked off his horse from the bright light and he heard the voice of Jesus and and he has that conversation with Jesus and he's blinded for several days and he has to go before Ananias and Ananias uh, lays his hands on him he receives his sight and he gives him some food and, and some drink because he hasn't eaten in days and he's converted to Jesus he's baptized for the remission of his sins and his life is forever changed and this guy who once persecuted Christians is now the one who is being persecuted for being a Christian and so it, we just talked about how uh, Paul was uh, frustrated uh, with the Jews and with the, and going to these synagogues and how they just keep rejecting the message. 
And then all of a sudden here in, in, in verses 9 and 10 of Acts 18, Jesus speaks to Paul and he says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. Now, so naturally I, I had some questions when I read this. And the questions are, why did this happen? And was Paul discouraged and just maybe ready to give up? And that's just a couple of thoughts that I had when studying for this podcast. And so I ran across this website, and I'm sure there are several others. And if, if like I said, if I don't forget, I will post it in the description on YouTube. Um, but according to this website, Paul's conversion took place in either 33 or 34 A.D., and, and you, like I said, you can go to the website, and and and, you, and he runs it down really, traces it down really good. And if this is accurate, we know that the, the time that Paul was in Corinth was around 50 to 52 A.D. because he will soon be brought before Galileo, who became governor of Achaia, which is there in Corinth, and he had become governor in 52 A.D. So if we subtract 33 from 51, we'll just say 51 we get 18. So roughly it has been around 18 years since Jesus had directly spoken to Paul on the road to Damascus because that was when his conversion was, right? And this dude has gone through a lot of crap, right? Just as Jesus said he would because he told Paul, he said, you're going to be persecuted for my name's sake. And so I don't know about you, but I know me and Let's just be honest. I, I like a pep talk every now and then. I'm sure that you do as well because we get tired. We, we kind of get down in the dumps every now and then, and we need a little pick-me-up. You know, it's kind of like those energy drinks, which I, I've never drank. I've never, I think I've tasted one energy drink. I've never drank one in my life. I've, I've tasted I take one of those because uh, somebody had asked me at a gas station if I wanted to try it out. But, you know, when you're tired, and people will drink those energy drinks, and supposedly it gives them all this energy to keep going. Well, that that's what pep talks do when you get down. It it, it just it just feels good for somebody to put the arm around you or, or it, and just say, "Hey, I believe in you." Or, you know, I know what's going on. I'm praying for you. It, it's just it's awesome to have somebody say, "Hey, let me take you out to lunch." Uh because I, you know, I I, I I know you're down or I know you're going through this difficult time and I just want you to know that I'm here for you. It, it, it's there's nothing like uh the encouragement that we get from other people it's like a second wind that just helps us to keep going that you know when we're ready to just you know either rest or to give up and so my question is is this the reason why jesus decided to speak to paul at this time if it had been around 18 years since he had spoken to paul and paul has been going through all of this stuff he's been traveling hundreds and hundreds of miles he's been uh, beaten he's he's been stoned and a lot of people said that he he died when he was stoned and was resurrected and and uh and, and you can talk i mean you can see i believe it's in second corinthians where paul talks about all these things that he went through for preaching the gospel i mean the guy's life was literally on the line day after day after day everywhere he went there was mobs that would gather up and try to kill this guy and uh and so it would be easy for for a person like Paul who's gone through all this stuff maybe you know 
maybe he's just tired and, and, and he's frustrated and these Jews keep rejecting his message and he's risking his life every day. He's having to watch over his shoulder. He's having to keep one eye open when he's uh, asleep at night because he never, you know, just like those Jews who busted up over Jason's house and was going to probably kill him if they could have got their hands on him. You know, so, you know, he's, maybe he's just frustrated. And and so, is is this the reason why Jesus speaks directly to Paul at this time? And, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But I just want to say that that is the very reason that I started the Grind It podcast. And it, and it is to encourage people to, you know, to keep grinding because life is difficult. Life has a lot of challenges life throws so many things our way and at us and and a lot of times they hit and they hit hard and when they hit hard it brings us down and and we need picked up and and so that's why uh hebrews 12 1 through 3 is our base passages and it talks about looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith because look what he endured he endured the cross and it says that for the joy set before him you know, there, there, there is no joy in pain. I don't care who you are. There is no joy in pain. And, and it just wears us out. And a lot of times, too many people give up. And, and I know how that affects people's lives because my dad gave up. When I was three years old, my dad committed suicide. He just had enough. He, he gave up and he opted out. And, and he left us. He left my mom to raise three kids. And I was three years old at the time. And so I, I know how that affects people when when people give up. And so I want to be here to encourage people to not give up, but to keep going. And that's the whole idea behind the Grind It podcast. You know, we can all use a pep talk every now and then to, to hear somebody say, I believe in you. You got this. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. You know, those, those words are like a cold glass of water or a cold glass of iced tea on a hot summer day it's just so refreshing and perhaps perhaps just maybe that's what paul was thinking uh and and maybe he was just tired and he he just needed a pick-me-up and you know maybe he was thinking something like am i just spinning my wheels here am i just wasting my time what's what's the use what good you know what good is this I, i just need a break and so maybe jesus's voice just reassures him don't be afraid speak out paul don't be silent for i am with you that that right there would be enough to just i just jump up and get going right there i am with you no one will attack you or harm you for many people in this city they belong to me and what i want to do just for a, a few minutes when we come back from break i want to break this down what jesus says and it because in my opinion this was some encouragement to Paul. Maybe Paul wasn't going to quit, but maybe, well, we know he was frustrated because he's frustrated with the Jews and they just won't listen. And he is risking life and limb for the sake of the gospel to tell these people about Jesus, these people who should know who Jesus is and was, and they continue to reject him. And now they're trying to kill him everywhere he turns around. He's got somebody chasing him down to beat him and so we're going to take a look at what jesus said to paul and break that down when we come back we'll be right back
This is Ryan Kirst. I'm the student pastor at Partnership Christian Church, and I want to invite you and your family to worship with us this coming Sunday. Check us out on Facebook or YouTube for service times and directions. Thanks for listening to the Grind It podcast. Keep grinding. So as I was saying before we went to break that, you know, maybe we know Paul was frustrated and everybody, I don't care who you are, but everybody can use a pick-me-up every now and everybody can use some encouragement and there's nothing like a pep talk, especially in, when you're playing sports and things are not going your way. You know, you, you, it, it just feels good to hear somebody say, I believe in you. You got this. You're doing a great job. Just keep up the good work, man. Don't give up. And, and so in my personal opinion, I think that's the reason why Jesus says, don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. I'm with you, Paul. No one will attack you or harm you here. For many people in this city belong to me and 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 so i want to break this down just for a few minutes and and the first question i have you know was paul really afraid because jesus says don't be afraid was paul afraid i can't tell that paul was afraid the man was just bold for jesus everywhere that he went even after getting stoned in lystra he gets right back up and continues the journey the next day he tra- he travels over a hundred uh, starts a hundred mile journey so was Paul afraid? I can't tell that he was. Jesus says, speak out. Well, wasn't he already speaking out for Jesus? Absolutely he was. He didn't hold back anything. I mean, we just talked about how Paul is looking for opportunities to tell people about Jesus, and that's exactly what he did in Athens when he saw all these uh, these idols to these Greek gods, and it says to the one, to the unknown God, and he takes that statue and that inscription the unknown god and he talks to these philosophers about jesus and these people whoever was around him there he tells them he he's he was already speaking out for jesus and then jesus says don't be silent well was paul ever silent not that i know of like i just said the dude was always looking for an opportunity to share jesus Remember when he was in, in, in the jail at Philippi in this dungeon and, and, and he's down there with Silas and maybe some other prisoners and what does he do? He, he doesn't say, oh, woe's me. What, what's going on here? Why am I in this situation? What am I doing? Why Life would be just easier if I just give this stuff up. No, he, he's praying to God and he's singing songs of praise to God. Other people hear him. The jailer hears him. And then the earthquake happens. The jailer springs in. I got to know about this God. So I'm, you know, I don't see that Paul was afraid. I, and I know that he was speaking out. And I don't know that Paul was ever silent. But that's what Jesus said. Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. And, and, and I just think that the reason why Jesus is saying that is because th- there's a little frustration going on with Paul. Maybe he is starting to think that what am I doing? Why am I risking my life and limb for these people who just continue to reject this message and they're causing all this harm to my body? You know, what am I doing this for? And so Jesus just reassures him, hey, don't be afraid. Hey, keep on speaking out, man. You're doing a great job. Don't be silent. Continue to tell people about me. What? For I am with you and like i said earlier it, it it's been around 18 years if the timelines are right that that guy breaks down on that website 
It's been around 18 years since Jesus has spoken to Paul. And, 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 and like I said, maybe just perhaps Paul is starting to question if this is all even worth it. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, when, when there has been times in my life, and I, I guarantee you, if, if I could talk to you one-on-one and, and just face-to-face and just say, hey, tell me your story, and you begin to tell me your story, there's going to be points in your life and especially if you're in ministry, you know what I'm talking about, that you just wanted to give up and, and, and you needed some encouragement from somebody because you you've given up a lot to follow Jesus, especially if you were in the ministry. You've sacrificed personal dreams and you've sacrificed your own personal goals to follow Jesus. Because I, I have talked to so many people who wanted to be this and they wanted to be that, but then Jesus came along in their life and they, they gave up all kinds of wealth. They gave up their jobs and their careers as lawyers and doctors and, and this and that. And, and, and they, they become a preacher. And let me tell you something. Yeah, churches, when churches pay your paycheck, they think they own you. And they think they can tell you how to live. And, and especially and when you live in the preacher's home, you know, hey, you leaving that, that light on a little bit too much. Or, you, you know, it, the electric bell's a little bit too high. This morning. What, do you, what do you got going on? It, it's just, it's, it's, sometimes it's a nightmare. And the people who are sitting in the pews have absolutely no idea what goes on in a preacher's life. And especially in their wife's life and their family's life. It's very, very difficult. Ministry is very difficult on the preacher's family, trust me. Uh, you've endured a lot of crap from people in your life and in your ministry. Uh, it's very easy to say something like this. I, I could be doing something else and making more money. Um, my life would be a lot less stressful if I wasn't in the ministry. If I, you know, if I wasn't overseas in a place that I don't even know anybody, I'm over here all alone and. I'm having to learn a new language, a new culture, just so I can tell people about Jesus and share Jesus. You know, preachers don't. There, there's some that make some money. There, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be dumb in what I'm saying, but because uh, there, there's always exceptions. But most preachers spend a lot of money on a degree that does not make them a lot of money. Um, and so they could be, you know, and it's very, very stressful. And they could be doing something else that's a lot easier, a lot less stressful, and making a lot more money. But they left that life to follow Jesus and to share Jesus with other people. And so I want to stop here and just say thank you if you are in the ministry for what you're doing. Thank you for uh, allowing your family uh, to really just to be attacked. Because not only are the enemy coming against you, but even your own brothers and sisters in Christ uh, are coming against you and, and I personally know what that's like because I was in a ministry uh, for a long time uh, I was behind the pulpit for a long time and it's an ongoing thing so don't give up and keep going and keep preaching the message the gospel of Jesus Christ and God bless you and your family and uh, and just keep on keep on uh, keeping on doing what you're doing uh, but I just want you to hear the words of Jesus to Paul. Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent, for I am with you. And then Jesus finishes by reassuring him. He says, no one will attack you. 
No one's going to harm you, for there are many people in this city that belong to me. So Jesus finishes by reassuring Paul. He says that no one will attack you or harm you, for many people in this city belong to me. And that was all that Paul needed. It was just like this breath of fresh air. It, it just launched him to keep going and telling people about Jesus despite the persecution that he continues to face everywhere he goes, despite the fact that the Jews in these synagogues and these Greek proselytes who have been converted to Judaism, they, they should know who Jesus is. They should just be jumping at the opportunity to know more about the Messiah, but instead they just keep rejecting the message. They're wreaking havoc in Paul's life. They're beating him, they're chasing him from city to city, and they're stirring up all these, these mobs, and they're just, just causing a lot of trouble in his life. And, and this was just like a breath of, and this is my opinion, but it was just like a breath of fresh air when Jesus came to Paul and spoke to him for the first time in around 18 years. And he says, hey, don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent, for I'm with you. No one here will attack you or harm you. And there's many people in this city that belong to me. And, and so, like I said, Paul, or like Luke says, actually, that Paul stays in Corinth for 18 months. And around 18 months of staying in Corinth, this new governor comes along, Gallio, and uh, he was taken advantage of by the Jews and they see a, a, an opportunity with this situation of having this new governor come to town. And so they want Paul to be tried by Gallio. And they want him to be judged by Gallio. And so Paul has to be thinking, here we go again. But when the Jews brought Paul before Gallio and told them what they wanted, he kicked them out of the courtroom. He refused to hear their case. And, and so... Uh, that had to be uh, refreshing to Paul as well. And so here's how Luke puts it. Paul stays in Corinth for some time after that. And then he's going to head to a nearby city called Centria. And Luke records something that Paul does uh, that's very interesting to a lot of people. And we're going to talk about that in the next podcast because we've run out of time. But I just want to reiterate, the Grinded Podcast is here to encourage you. We're here to pray for you. We want to lift you up in any way that we can. And if you will, uh, let us know how we can pray for you. Just email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. And we will pray for you and we will respond to you and let you know that we are lifting you up before the throne of God that you may be encouraged. God bless you and keep grinding. Thank you for joining us today on the Grind It Podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your family so that they too can be encouraged by the power of God's Word. If you have any comments or questions, just email them to thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, keep grinding and God bless you.